LMJ. This is Real Talk Wednesdays, and I am here with Pastor Townsend. Real Talk Wednesdays is where the people's opinion matters. And today, today we're talking about voting and culture. And I told you this is the no, this is the second episode. Last week we talked about blended families. And so just giving a um, giving the culture a way to tap in into different areas. I don't want to talk church all the time. Nah. I just talk about some of the real topic issues. And so we're coming into this voting season. And I thought that this would be um, essential and important for you to be on here. Because I remember when you started Rock the Vote, mm -hmm. right? Inspire the Vote. Inspire the Vote. Mm -hmm. how, how many years ago was that? 2012. Yeah, so I remember when you started Inspire the Vote, you were definitely ahead of your time. But I was so encouraged about that when I first saw it, when you were podcasting yourself. Yeah. You've always yeah. been a man that's yeah. been a little bit ahead of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Marquise Willis is podcast me. Yeah, so you started Inspire the Vote, encouraging um, people to vote and to become a part and to understand voting. Well, voting culture has changed mm. in the last nine years since you started Inspire the Vote. How has it changed? Or what's, what type of transi transitions have you seen it make? Um, in my estimation, um, it goes up and down. Okay. You know, um, it has changed, but um, I think with each generation, uh, or as they, we all get older, um, we notice that the younger people um, continue to be um, not as engaged. So not as active in voting. Not as active in, yeah, as uh, we would like them to be. So. But are they tuned into the issues? No, not as much as, in my view, not as much as they should be. Okay. I think there is a large base that is tuned in, and um, but um, if you took a poll, probably yes. or. Um, just noticed on MSNBC the other day they were on um, on a college campus of um, it may have been the bottom okay. like anyway they're asking kids 18 and 19 years old you know how they feel about voting you know, yes. issues and things of that nature many of them didn't even know that it's, it's kind of like an apathy among younger voters and voting apathy is kind of like when you're unconcerned about mm -hmm. what's currently going on with our laws or with our voting if you're just tuning in yes. my special guest my special guest is pastor dwight townsend with longley baptist church and we're talking about voting voting and culture and how important we are in a voting season mm -hmm. and if you didn't know or understand how important voting is when we leave you today i'm hoping that you're going to understand how your vote impacts laws let's give a little history here mm -hmm. 1965 mm -hmm. civil rights act mm -hmm. in place vote, so that we can vote mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that we don't have to take a reading test these other things to secure that we're educated but that so we can vote right. that within itself for me right mm -hmm. is what encourages me to make yeah. me want to vote for the fact that someone told me i couldn't vote right right you know yes, exactly. that that should encourage anybody minority anybody woman yeah. that i want to vote just for the fact that you told me i couldn't vote right. and now that i have the right to vote it's important for me to get the vote mm -hmm. but we don't see that in our community why um in our community uh we are not as informed mm -hmm. as we need to be um the 1965 voting rights act uh, was voted in um, the culture was a lot different. Um, we were really, really um, engaged, um, younger people at that time, yes. really, really engaged, galvanizing the vote, meeting in churches, meeting in the basement of churches, yes. um, meeting in community 
centers and halls and wherever we could meet so that we could galvanize and continue to fight uh, simply because they didn't want us to have the book. Yes. And uh, when someone doesn't want you to have something, I think it uh, causes you to fight for it a little bit more. Yes. So we came together um, and then finally, I think it's Lyndon B. Johnson that signs it into uh, order, uh, the 65 Voting Rights Act. And that has been carried on uh, since since then. Uh, but as you stated, um, just knowing that that one fact uh, should cause us to want to really you know, get out and vote. But, but it seems like the opposite. It seems like that we're in circumstances, situation where we've been so comfortable with the fact that we can vote, right? Mm -hmm. That we're really not understanding the seriousness or how important our vote is, mm -hmm. right? To the laws, to the cities. We got a mayor race coming up here mm -hmm. in Little Rock that could change the face of Little Rock. And I'm not just talking about race. I'm just talking about the culture of Little Rock within itself with everything that Frank believes, mm -hmm. um, everything that he's trying to implement, um, everything that Warren believes, because we got some candidates mm -hmm. in this yeah, race. Great, great candidates. Yeah, yeah, it's some great candidates in this race. And so it could change the face of what Little Rock looks like. If Little Rock voters are not going to get out and vote, they won't have have absolutely anything to complain about. I am big on if you don't vote, yeah. then you don't get to complain. You don't get to say absolutely anything until you've asserted your vote and given voice to it. And I think what I think we don't understand how important um, our vote is or how um, significant it is in order for us to change culture. Yeah, and we don't. Uh, we we're constantly. Uh, making strides uh, to make sure that people know um, the importance of voting. And it's all kind of, I don't say it's all, but most of the times it's centered around issues. Depending on what's going on at that time, if something is hot, you know, if it's a movement, if it's something that's really affecting us, then we'll kind of get engaged. But then once that movement is has died down, yes. then we kind of go back to just kind of like, chilling out yeah. but as long as there's a movement or something going on some big issue that um, the vote can be uh, uh, they can energize the vote yes and we will uh, we'll be engaged but then after that you know that kind of trickles off trickles yes. down then we just kind of go back to being with them. yeah because I could publish a video or a podcast on some drama right yes and people are going to be educated, they're becoming informed, and they're going to be serious, and they'll pass this drama. Mm -hmm. I want to drop on, this on, video on, on about how important your vote is, and people are like, oh, it doesn't necessarily impact me, but it impacts me. Voting is your right mm -hmm. afforded to every citizen. Mm -hmm. It's your voice. And I think we've become too comfortable mm -hmm. to think that, our, oh, well, my voice isn't going to be heard anyway. Well, I'm going to put some pressure on you because I want my voice yeah. to be heard. Yeah. And with some of the things that we've seen, our voices need to be heard. I was talking to a young man the other day. He's 25, mm -hmm. never registered to vote. Never registered to vote. And when I brought it up, I said, why? He was like, oh, the only reason I'm doing it now is because he didn't like what happened in the current presidency. Mm -hmm. See, again, the center is around an issue. It's, a, it's, a certain, it's, a, it's the current... Uh, move of the day, you know, yeah. and so because he was probably because of um, he didn't like what was going on, he gets energized and get involved. But what we need people to do is to stay involved. Yes. Okay, it's all good to, you know, jump in and vote because you're, you know, you don't like this issue, you don't like what's going on, I'm going to go out and vote, that's great. But yes. stay engaged after that. Yes. We need them to stay engaged after that because things come down to 
things continue to come down the pipe. Correct. Yeah, so you need to continue to be engaged. I've been watching a few things. Um, I was watching, there's some new, even in Arkansas, there's four constitutional laws that are on the ballot to be posed. Well, if you don't understand, I think that's the thing that we take on or we say or we use ignorantly. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't understand it anyway. Yeah. So what yeah. difference does it, it make, make to yeah. for me to vote? And it's like, attend some of the forums, mm -hmm. tap into your politicians, mm -hmm. um, get your big girl, big guy shoes mm -hmm. on, and mm -hmm. go and ask the right questions. It's not enough for you to say, right. um, I just don't understand what it is anyway, so what, what does it matter if I vote? Tap into some of your local churches who are progressive, and then just stop and have a conversation with someone and say, you know what, I really don't get this, but I need your help to understand it. Mm -hmm. uh, one, of the one of the current constitutional things, uh, impacts um, workman's compensation, compensation uh, limitations, uh, some of our attorneys limited to the amounts that they can receive of certain things in work, workman's compensation, compensation. So you need to know that the Arkansas Constitution is about to, yeah. about to change. Um, how would you encourage someone um, what news stations? Let me go there because I think we need to tap into the news, even just simply watching the news. And a lot of times, most people don't even watch the news now. Yeah, you you need to watch it. Um, there was um, the young lady. I can shout her out, Sean Stripper. Okay. She's in Fayetteville. Um, she talked about one time she made a post, and it was so true. And that was, she said, "Listen, I know you may not like what's going on in the world sometimes. You know, she said, but listen, pay attention, watch the news." Yes. You know, you're going to be upset, it may tick you off, whatever, but still watch it so you can know what's going on. Yeah. So whatever news channel you decide to watch, I mean, you know, that's that's up to you. Um, but also just engage yourself, as you stated, with your um, elected officials. That's what they are there for. Mm -hmm. Call them. They have, yes. they have lines, they have numbers that you can call them, email them, yes. get in contact with them. They can get you issue, They can get you the information about the issues. They can email it to you. They can provide you a pamphlet or Flying yes. or something, or they can say, "Hey, we're having this town hall meeting. We're having this session to come up uh, at this certain time. Come and be involved. You know, and come and sit in and hear the issues, so you'll know them yourself." You moderated a forum recently. What was that forum? Um, I moderate so many forums. I know. Was this, <laughs> I don't know if this was the current governor's. Was it the, for the governor? Current governor's oh, oh, race? Oh yes, yes, it yes. was the governor's race at New Hope Baptist Church. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did a. Uh, candidate form for all of the uh, gubernatorial candidates for yes. Man, it was packed. Yeah, yeah, like I came in late and yeah. I was like, yeah. look yeah. at look yeah. at this yeah. the yeah. attendance here. Yes. Yes. But you can tell the people wanted there wanted to be informed. Mm -hmm. In 2012, the American Psychological uh, Society researchers have given us information that says that individuals born between the 80s and 90s are are not interested so the facts of what you said are not really interested in vote they're more interested in culture they're more interested in being more famous they're more interested in social media but they're not being social but they're not interested in voting and that is a huge population of what are those are millennials yes yes they're those millennials born in the 80s wow <laughs> yeah those millennials and so if that those those millennials, that's a big population of millennials, and they're not interested in voting, that either skews how things happen. Yeah, the danger of that is that generation is what our world will be left to. It's, it's who they're they're the ones <laughs> our world will be left to. Oh my gosh! Because our our veterans are you know, and our, our baby boomers, and yes. our veterans are moving off the scene. Yes. So the world is going to be in the hands of millennials. They really have a 
um, an opportunity to change the world if we stay, if they stay engaged, stay involved. Yeah, see, and I have millennial children. Mm -hmm. I have right at the at the cusp of the beginning of that nineties, and then I have cousins who are also born in those eighties. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, having conversations with my sons about politics, they're really not interested. And so I got this little bitty generation that I'm trying to make more informed because I want them to understand. This is your right. I was actually really impressed because Josiah just ran for student council president. Uh, he didn't care whether he got it or not, yeah, right? He just, wanted to run. he just wanted to run. And yeah. so we did posters and we talked about voting and we talked about representation. And mm -hmm. it was a very good chance and time for me to be able to teach him yes. about voting. If you're yeah. just tuning in, my guest is Pastor Dwight Townsend of the Longwood Baptist Church. And we're talking about voting and culture. So tell me in relationship to voting and the church. Because for me, this also always gets a little um, mm -hmm. church is kind of twofold, <laughs> which is crazy for me mm -hmm. because the church was really the foundation for how we got a lot of stuff started. Exactly, it was the backbone. Yes, it was. It was the like backbone. it was the backbone of how we got how we had meetings of our communities. Yes, yes, it's, it's how we did it. And when you look, when you do research on the civil rights movement, um, the churches were the they were the foundation. They were the meeting places. Yes. Of course, as, as I stated earlier, where we galvanized the vote and got together to do whatever we we're going to do, the churches. Um, what we're trying to do now with churches is um, is to make sure that um, people in the community as well as the world understand that we are not just satisfied or content with having good church on Sundays and then dispersing into our respective corners and then leaving the community. Um, to just kind of fend for itself. Yes. The church must be involved in informing the community and making sure that they are aware of everything that's coming down the pipe. Now, you may not like it. You may not say we shouldn't mix church and politics and all of that, but it is our, I think it is our responsibility to make sure that the people in the pews understand what's going on. These are voters. These are, yes. you know, people that uh, work in communities work in corporate work yes. and so they need to understand because it's going to affect them yeah and I think I, I think my my position is different I think the church should be involved mm -hmm. um, I think the ch church should be spirit soul and body and not just your physical body but your local body your community and everything that we're connected to um, so that people be can become sound mind and make sound decisions you and I both know individuals that are lower in income mm -hmm. are less likely to vote. Mm -hmm. The church needs to become the voice voice to encourage those lower in income to vote. A friend of mine was out registering individuals to vote, and he said, you should have heard the excuses mm -hmm. that people were saying, oh, no, I can't vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not going to vote. Oh, yeah. I can't vote. Yeah. Um, people were talking about being a felony. Mm -hmm. And I got a felon, and I'm not going to be able to vote, or that's going to add something to... You know, people are going to find out something about me. And I'm like, as a felon, you need to vote because some of the laws that are being passed are the, yo, you need to have your people voting. Can felons vote in the state of Arkansas? They can vote. As long as their um, court costs, as long as they're not on probation or they're in their court costs, no fees, they don't yes. have any outstanding fees. Um, I don't say court costs, I don't say court fees. Uh, yes. Excuse me, rather. Uh, and they have no outstanding warrants, anything of that nature. 
they can vote. Okay, yeah. so and there's the word. If you're a felon or you know someone is a felon, a felon can still vote yeah, can here vote. in the state of Arkansas. Long, if you're clear, you're if clear. You can you clear. You can vote. Clear, you don't owe the state any money. Yes. Anymore, you know, you don't owe the state like money, money. But I get it. You can. You're in a position to be able to, to vote. vote. Yes. And I think you need to not. We we've got to take away the excuses. Yes. And that's the thing I'm having a hard time in our community. We make so excuses, so many excuses. And then when we see these laws. And these monumental upset. changes were frustrated and were upset, but we didn't get the information we needed so that we could impact policy. Put some pressure on your legislators. Put some pressures on your representatives. Tell them you don't like what you see coming down the pipe. Tell them you don't like what's being said. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about some things, even in perspective where sickle cell is concerned. I might just go sit out on the couch. I don't know. It's just exercising <laughs> yeah, your First right. Amendment truths, your rights, mm -hmm. and what you're available to do. And I think we're not seeing enough of that rise. No out of our community that says, this is what I want my community to look right. like. Right. And I think that's what you're saying. I want my community to look like this. Yes, yes. And there, there are people out there, you know, on the front lines, they're fighting, but we need to make sure that um, we're helping them. Yes. We, we need to make sure that they know that uh, they have our support. And if we're not, of course, if you're not gonna be out there, you know, make sure they have your support. And then, you know, you need to join in. Yes. Just, as you say, we just got to engage yourself. No one can force you, uh, but you need to engage yourself. I remember when I first uh, started this, this journey, uh, it affected me because um, I was in a voting line. You know, first time I hmm. voted, I was in a voting line. Yes. And when I got, you know, it took a long time. It was raining outside. People, you know, kind of getting upset, getting frustrated. Well, I got to vote, but um, people behind me did not get to vote because the precinct said, that they ran out of ballots. Oh wow! Ran out of ballots. Wow. And so, yeah, and so uh, you would think that they had enough ballots uh, for that um, campaign or for that uh, particular election, or whatever. But yes. I, I saw it firsthand, and so um, that's what really started me to you know getting involved with this. And so you know, it just kind of burned me up. And so when you start looking at all of the inside things, the you know the backdoor things that yes. happen to try to suppress the vote, try to keep a certain people from voting, certain races from voting, dis yes. disenfranchisement, you yes. know, all the things they try to do to keep you from voting, ID laws, and yes. all different kinds of things that keep you from voting. We have an ID law back coming up um, this time. Yeah, I think it's on the ballot. It's on the ballot now. Yeah. Another identification law is on the ballot now. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower says something specific. The future of the republic mm -hmm. is in the hands mm -hmm. of the, the voter. Of the American voter. Of the American voter. Yes. But like for some reason we haven't bit into that. We haven't taken that to be our truth. I don't know. We should see the monumental changes here in Arkansas. I mean, marijuana hit the ballot. Yeah. Um, uh, we had we went from not having um, a lottery here, the lottery, even though we are a typically red Republican state with very traditional and core values. Mm -hmm. People, when people want things into office, they, they push it, push. and when they push it, so think about how that would impact some of these major issues. We're seeing the re-emergence of hate. Mm -hmm. You and yes. I know this. Yes. Yes. And it's blatant. Yeah, blatant. It, it isn't subtle. It used yeah. to be subtle. Yeah. It's very blatant. I don't yeah. care if it's women. I don't care yeah. if it's yeah. gay rights. I don't care. It's, it's, it's not. Overt. It's, it's overtly <laughs> there, disrespectful, mm -hmm. doesn't care, mm -hmm. um, and it's emerging very boldly. Mm -hmm. With this being in place, that within itself mm -hmm. it that's, that's should important. encourage us yes. as minorities, yes. as women, 
right? Right. To right. get out and fight for what we believe in. Yes. Yes, that should encourage us, you know, even more, you know, because when you see things like this, um, um, it just kind of, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, I like to always say, if it doesn't, I won't say make you sick, but if it doesn't hit you or bother you, you know, you kind of won't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, sometimes when it hits people, hit them, it hits them at home, you know, that kind of causes them to kind of go out. But the importance of the whole thing is we have to vote to change any of these things. Yeah. You know, any of these things that we want to change, whether it's for who, who's ever rights, you want, to, you want to change, it's only going to happen at the ballot box. Because uh, that's why midterms um, are so much more, so much, so important. But um, people don't vote as much in midterms as they do in no, the, okay. No, we'll come out right. for the general election. We, we yes. saw that with uh, the Obama election. 2008. Yes. We saw that people came out in record numbers. Yes. But, you know, if you remember, I think right after he won the presidency, we lost this, like the House and the Senate, I think. We lost those midterm elections. Yes. And so he's having to fight his whole presidency um, against um, a majority, you know. But do you think that, and I'm just, I'm going to be a little messy, that the reason was as well, because we had a black president. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. I don't feel like, yeah. even understood his policy, yeah. understood a lot. They was just like, man, we putting this brother in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. coming out, yeah. we voting. People yeah. who had never registered, yeah. we, we going to put this, shot. yeah, we going to put this, we got a shy, he a shy brother. We going to put this brother yes. in the house. But the reality became more, it's more than just about putting the brother in the house, or it's yeah. more about putting, about putting a particular party in the house it's about fair representation yes. so that so that your life can be impacted for mm -hmm. the greater good yes. if we don't watch what's going in I always like to say a lot of times we don't we become apathetic we don't pay attention right mm -hmm. and then they slide in things in the back door mm -hmm. and when things are sliding in the back door then we can't complain or we don't necessarily yeah. know what's going on around us but listen how do you think they'll slide them in the back door? They'll slide them in the back door door through midterm elections. Wow. Right? Because your midterm elections, they um, they decide who your senators, your, your representatives are going to be. These are the people who are writing the laws. Yes. The president doesn't write laws. Yes. You know, so he, he, he establishes policy, but didn't write laws. So your legislators, they write laws. Yes. Right? So it's, that's why it's important so that, that we know uh, the, put the right people in to send to Washington. And then in our local races um, here in our state, that affects us uh, here. Um, our mayor's race, our rep state representatives, senators, and state yeah. senators, yeah. Race, our judges' race, mm -hmm. um, all of those elected officials on the local level, yes. you know, that decides you know, our taxes, that decides yeah. our living wages, yes. our, uh, just our comfortability in the city, construction. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, all different types of things. So we have to pay attention to the midterms because that's where laws get written. And I think if we're not paying attention to it, then that's what we're missing. And then we're doing a, a, a disservice to ourselves. If you ever wanted to be community-minded or impact your community, for mm -hmm. me, the easiest way to do it is get out and vote. Yeah, like, just get out and vote. Yeah. And then, like I told you, my whole thing is if you not if you're not gonna do anything about it then don't say don't mumble and complain don't facebook post don't tag people don't create this riot if you're not gonna get in a position to do something about it your vote matters if you're a minority your vote matters if you're a woman your vote matters if you're man it doesn't matter your vote 
significantly matters. And it doesn't matter your educational level. A lot of times people will disqualify themselves or push back from the things they need to because they don't feel like, I just don't get it. You know, I've, I've had to reread ballots before time and time again. I don't want that to be discouraging. I don't want your economic situation to discourage you. We both from the East End of Little oh, yeah. Rap, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. We both from the East End of the right. We both had certain circumstances we were born into. Yeah. I was I come from the house of a single mother. Mm -hmm. Every decision that I made after then was let me put myself in a position so that I can make impact in my community because we're created to make impact. We're not just created to be here to exist. And I think if you until the pressure you shouldn't wait until the pressure is put on you. No, no, no. Stay in box. Don't wait until the pressure. You know, get out there and do it, you know. Created for yourself. You know? Yeah, and we don't even know, even at the end of this presidency, a lot. We're just focused on this president. I want you to get outside. I want you to focus on these midterm yeah. elections. Yeah. I want you to know who's going and coming mm -hmm. into the office. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on your mayor race, yes. right? Yeah. You need to, if you're in the city of Little Rock, you need to go look at all the candidates possible and say, you know what, this is the best candidate yeah. for me. Um, these elections are coming up faster yeah. than you know they're gonna be here. And once they're here, here you should all. Can they still register to vote? No, no. So register to, registration to vote is closed. Yeah, the deadline to register to vote was uh, yesterday. Was okay. Tuesday, I think October ninth. Okay. So if you didn't register to vote by October the ninth, you're not gonna be able to vote in these upcoming elections. But and so that should encourage you the next time to get in place to vote. If you're a parent and you have these millennial children, sit down and have conversations with them. I think since cable, um, direct TV, and all these things took over, a lot of people don't really watch a lot of the news. But you can now catch all of that stuff in apps. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. No, excuse no excuse on your phone on everything. I have the boys watch things from time to time because I want them to understand. I actually took them to a Washington with me for a day of advocacy. Mm. Yeah, I took them for a day of advocacy. We got to tour. They got to go into the House of Representatives. They got yes. to go into the Senate. At that time that we were up there, they were in legislation, so they got to actually see everything in action. Yeah. And I wanted to give them that because I wanted them to understand this is essential. Yeah. It can impact a child's life. Yes. Um, a lot of people who become, grow up to be senators, representatives, elected officials, it started because someone took them yeah. to the to the um, to the place where they could, you know, see where laws were passed, were yeah. created and passed, yeah. and all that. And so it sparked a fire and interest in them. So that's why we have to expose yes. the kids' exposure for our yeah. kids. Change the culture. Change the culture. We expose them, and then once we expose them, then they can use it to. Even our local, even our local uh, capital taking kids to tour and mm -hmm. yeah. be a part and look at, or a local senator's office or a local representative. I'm big about exposure. My Judah is probably the one that would um, do something. He is very legalistic. He thinks very literal. He's very entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. um, he comes home every day identifying whether or not something was done at school is racist, <laughs> yeah. if it's fair, yeah. if it's injustice. He is very literal. Like, he is very, so I just keep watching him. I'm like, okay, yeah. here's my future attorney or my yeah. future representative you, you or my judge, you yeah. know. Because yeah. he's literally, yeah, he's looking at it. He looks at the law. If I ask, if, he, if I tell him to do something, he needs to know why. Yes. And he's not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah, Explain to me. Like today he was in a full conversation. He didn't have recess. And he thought he needed to play the video game. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and I said, that has nothing to do with recess. He said, then what am I supposed to do? Because you took away my recess time when you checked me out of school <laughs> earlier. And I just got quiet he, for a minute. I was he, like, you got a pretty good argument. He's, he's reclaiming his time. <laughs> he was reclaiming his time. Well, we're just about out of time. This is Pastor Dwight Townsend with Longley Baptist Church. This is Real Talk with LMJ. Encouraging you to understand voting, voting as your right, voting as your responsibility. Don't shun away from what we have going currently thinking that your voting doesn't matter i don't care if it's a small position i don't mm -hmm. care if it's a city council position and you're in that area get to know yes. get, get, to get, know get to know who's that. running get to know who's running go when you see when you see listen what happens in our culture is you can have a you can have a concert mm -hmm. of course we're going to pack it out yes can, someone someone's coming to town the line's going to be long the tickets people are going to do it i mean they're going to support it but yes. if you do something uh, of this nature, like a forum, a platform, where people just kind of say, uh, you know, I'm tired of them. They having forums. They're all going to do what they want to do anyway. But listen, go make yourself uh, informed, engaged. People don't know. Here's, here's a, so, something significant that I just want to drop. Um, jurors are decided Ooh. by registered voters. Jurors. So if I'm registered or not, it's going to determine whether or not I get jury selection? Yes, and, you know, the law says that um, if you commit a crime, of course, um, you are to be judged by uh, a group of peers. A peers. A That's part of our law, jury, yes. Jury of your peers. Yes. But a lot of, you know, especially minorities, um, cannot get on jury duty because they're not registered to vote. So then you don't necessarily get judged by a jury of your peers, which in fact could mean that you don't get a really fair representation at your trial. And I know for some of us, they're like, well, I ain't committed a crime, so it doesn't matter. It does matter whether you committed the crime or not because we've seen such injustice. Yes. We've seen such injustice lately. Yes. Listen, if your vote wasn't powerful, if it, did, if it could not make a change, if it could not make an impact, then people would not be trying to write laws. Take it away from Ooh, you. Oh, that's good. Or to make it hard for you to vote. You know, yes. IDs and all, you know, tax fees yes. and all different kinds of, you know, just loopholes. I would say to um, each person who's out there who's a registered voter or if you're not a registered voter, don't be discouraged. Um, don't um, give up. Yes. You know, because you see a roadblock or something small in your way. Um, Right now, if there is a law passed or something that some stipulation or condition that we must uh, adhere to in order to vote, listen, do it. Yes. You know, right now until we can get a change, do it. Don't yes. stay at home. So you know, go get your ID. Yeah, yeah. Do you know a valid ID yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. they're requiring yeah. in the new thing? Any any little thing will keep us at home. Any little thing will make us stay at home. And so. Um, that's but that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to do. If they yeah. put a roadblock there, we'll say, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah. no. But look, fight through it, you know, adhere to the law, whatever you need to do to vote. Make sure you cast that vote because it is your right yeah and and rides to the polls and different things just different things don't let yes. it be excused put the energy yeah, in it call us if you call, need to ride, yeah. call somebody call <laughs> yeah, a church call, so call a call church a community center call yes. a senator call an elected official come and call a representative call somebody yeah somebody will get you to the oh, polls yeah. it's usually to say something about the oh i don't have transportation we'll get you we even might need to start somewhere we'll have a little section where we can babysit your kids while you go to the i don't know you can take kids to the yeah. polls yeah. so don't let something discourage you from um, your vote. 
well, we are out of time. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Real Talk with LMJ. Today, we are talking about voting and culture and just how the culture has changed. If you know a millennial, you are a millennial, you're the parent of the millennial, encourage them to vote. Encourage them to do simple things like just watch the news. It starts right there. Yeah, watch the news. Understand policy. Read. Read read and understand how much your vote means, how much your vote impacts, and what's going on in your community. It is not enough for you to say, I just don't understand, or I just don't know, or it's not affecting you. It may not affect you now, but it will definitely affect you eventually, and you better take that into consideration. You better take that into consideration. Please, please. I know you may be apathetic about it now. You may feel like, hey, there's just, you know, because a lot of young people feel like, well, it's just a whole bunch of old white guys, yes. you know, up at the capitals or up at the, uh, in, 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 the in the nation's capital. Yes. Uh, deciding laws uh, in a back room. Yes. And the deal's already done. And so it's yeah. like, oh, you know, whatever. But listen, it's going to affect you down the road. Extra taxes and everything else, so make sure you do. Well, thank you, Pastor Townsend, for catching us and being here with us on Real Talk LMJ. We'll see you next Wednesday at 12 noon. Right yeah, I'll be next back week. Too. He's going to come back. He's coming back. He's not coming back, but I'm, probably, I'm definitely going to bring him back later. We're going to come back next Tuesday at 12 noon and talk about generational wealth and what type of future are you creating for your legacy, what are you leaving? Mm. And a lot of times people think just because they have a job and they're teaching their kids to work hard, right? Mm. Mm. And they're teaching their kids um, to go to school and get a degree and accumulate a lot of student loans, that that's <laughs> teaching them legacy or generational wealth. And that's not that's teaching that. them legacy that. or generational wealth. It's You need to, to be teaching them how to build. You need to 